Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we're doing Breaches of the Week. And as always, when we start Breaches of the Week, I want to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information. That would be Barrett Peterson, Jay Dance, Jacqueline Wolf, Sunny Gupta, and Charles Torrent. Guys, thank you very much. And if you have a tip for me, please, please send it my way. You know I'm going to give you a shout out. Now with that, let's dive in, because quite frankly... It's been absolutely bonkers for the end of May, beginning of June, and we are going to start with the University of Rochester in New York. Now, the FBI is assisting them uh, in an investigation after a cyber attack put faculty, staff, and students' personal data at risk. We have yet to learn the full scope of this impact. This literally just happened a couple of days ago as I'm sitting here, um, you know, but they did confirm that data basically had a data breach affecting them and 2,500 other organizations worldwide, meaning this is a supply chain attack. They were using a service from a third party that got hit, and so the University of Rochester is the first one to declare. Maybe not, though, because we don't know. And they're not saying which platform it is, at least that I could absolutely confirm, which then brings us to our next major breach of this week. Maybe, possibly, we're not sure, but it could be it. And we are talking about Move It. Now, this is a bad one. Um, basically, attackers have actively been exploiting a zero-day vulnerability in the Move It uh, transfer file transfer software to steal, basically, data from organizations that are using it. Now, Move It Transfer is basically a managed file transfer MFT solution developed by Ipswich, which is a subsidiary of a U.S.-based progress software corporation that allows the enterprise to securely transfer files between business partners and customers using platforms or protocols like SFTP, SCP, and HTTP-based uploads. Now, uh, progress uh, progresses move it uh, move it transfer. It's so weird to say it. Progresses move it transfer is offered as an on-premise solution managed by the customer, but also as a cloud platform managed by the developer themselves. It is unclear when the exploitation occurred and which threat actors um, are behind the attacks, but the publication Bleeping Computer has been told that numerous organizations have been breached and their data stolen. On May 31st, Progress released a security advisory warning customers of a critical vulnerability in the Move It MFT, offering mitigations until patches were installed. So to prevent exploitation, the developers warn administrators to block external traffic from ports 80 and 443. Those are the standing web standard web browsing ports on the Move It Transfer server. So there you go. But we're already seeing declarations. I don't know if the University of Rochester was uh, in that, but the government of Nova Scotia in Canada, the provincial government, has declared. So this is going to be a big one. You know I'll keep you up to date. Moving on. I want to give you an update on Burton Snowboards. Uh, they had a February cyber attack, if you recall. I talked about it back then, if you're a regular listener or follower. Now, obviously, they're a leading snowboard maker, and they confirmed, uh, basically, and notified customers of a data breach after some of their sensitive information was, quote-unquote, potentially access or stolen during that February cyber incident, as they're calling it. Now, the attack was discovered by Burton on February 11th after causing a system outage and forcing the company to cancel online orders. They advised their customers who wanted to buy snowboarding gear to actually go to brick-and-mortar stores uh, basically before... Um, you know, before they, they had restored everything. So obviously it was a huge, huge problem. Quote, the investigation identified a limited number of files and folders as potentially accessed or taken by an unknown actor. That's according to Burton's notification that they just sent last 
week. Quote, on April 7, 2023, it was determined that some of your information was present in the files and folders that may have been accessed or taken. Now, the information in those files that was, quote unquote, potentially stolen or viewed by the threat actors included names, social security numbers, and financial account information. So if you have anything to do with Burton snowboards or work for them, odds are you got a letter. If not, check for it, because uh, if you're shredding it with, with Burton, you may be in trouble. Moving on. Let's talk about Dollar Bank, because on May 31st, they filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Maine after learning that an unauthorized party was able to access confidential information belonging to basically bank customers, um, and specifically Standard Bank, which is a bank they merged with. Now, based on the company's official filing, the incident resulted in unauthorized party gaining access to consumers' names, address, social security, dates of birth, driver's license numbers, state IDs, military IDs, bank account numbers, routing numbers, and account types. Obviously, if you've got a, if you're working with a bank, they've got all your info. Now, Dollar Bank began sending breach notifications to those impacted. So, heads up to you if you use Standard Bank now merged with Dollar Bank. Here we are. Moving on. Let's talk about Del Monte Produce, one of the largest uh, makers of produce or developers or I don't know, you just pick it. I don't know. You grow the trees, whatever it is. But Fresh Del Monte Produce Inc. on May 16th filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Massachusetts after learning that confidential employee information was subject to unauthorized access following a cyber attack. Now, according to the filing, an unauthorized user gained access to their infrastructure, and we are talking names, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, passport, financial information, and protected health information as well. Fresh Del Monte believes that no consumer data was leaked as a result of this incident. The company launched an investigation and took its system offline in order to limit access by the attackers. Individuals have been uh, notified, apparently, so heads up to you if you work for Fresh Del Monte or have in the past. Moving on. Let's talk, a, uh, talk about a company called iSpace because on uh, May 31st, iSpace filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Montana after learning an unauthorized party gained access to their infrastructure. And what we are talking about are consumers' names, social security numbers, dates of birth, diagnosis information, health insurance or group policy number, health insurance information, subscriber numbers, prescription information, and more. They've sent out letters as well, so heads up to you if you have anything to do with iSpace for all your space needs. I'm not not 100% sure what they do. Moving on. Let's head on down to Florida and talk about the Hillsborough County Supervisor of Elections Office because about 58,000 registered voters will receive letters in the upcoming week or so after an unauthorized user accessed files with the Hillsborough County Supervisor Elections Office. Now, officials with the election office said that the unauthorized user appears to have illegally accessed and copied files containing personal identification numbers such as social security and driver's license numbers. This illegal data breach impacted about 58,000 people in that county, and officials said everybody impacted will receive a letter very shortly, making them aware of what happened. Quote, the big concern is whoever has in the information can use it to either commit identity theft, open credit card information, or use that information to potentially reset passwords to online banking. So it's a concern, basically, according to uh, somebody speaking on this. And obviously, that's a huge issue, but understand voter rolls were not impacted or affected. In other words, nobody broke in and added 17,000 more voters you know, because, uh, you know, they've got political acts to grind. That was not happening. The election should be unaffected, but personal data was stolen, and that is never fun. 
Moving on, let's talk about Eisner Health because on May 26, Nonstop Administration and Insurance Services filed a notice of data breach on behalf of Eisner Health after learning that a 2022 cyber attack compromised confidential information belonging to Eisner, uh, specifically their patients. Now, based off of this, if you're a patient of them, we're talking names, social security numbers, and protected health information. They've sent out uh, letters of notification as well. So heads up, Eisner Health patients, you might be in trouble. Moving on. Let's talk about Shasta Community Health. On May 26, Alvaria, Inc. filed a notice of data breach on behalf of Shasta Community Health after Alvaria determined that a recent ransomware attack targeting the company's IT network was basically, uh, you know, hit and they were storing Shasta information. This is another third-party data breach. This is the second organization to have to declare as a result of Alvaria. And once again, we're talking about protected health information that is getting hit. So heads up to you. You should be getting a letter sooner than later from Shasta Community Health. <laughs> Moving on. Let's head on over to New York and talk about Enzo Biochem because on May 30th, basically they, Enzo Biochem, which is a New York-based life science and biotech company, filed documents with the SEC or Security and Exchange Commission announcing a data breach. Now, the filing notes that there were 2.47 million people who were impacted, 600,000 of which had their social security numbers leaked. Uh, this Basically, this breach appears to only have impacted patients in the United States, but across the United States, not just New York. So heads up to you. If you have anything to do with Enzo Biochem as a patient, not good. It looks like class actions are moving forward on that because I was reading a whole bunch of legalese before I got to actually what happened on that one, I remember. Now, this one is the Onyx Group. That's O-N-I-X Group. On May 30th, they notified 2.47 million patients that they experienced a data breach after an unauthorized party gained access to their information. According to the Onyx Group, they determined that the information on their servers may have been accessed between March 20th through the 27th of this year. And we are talking about names, address, social security, numbers, driver's license numbers, financial information, medical information, and health insurance information as well. They also own subsidiaries or partner with Addiction Recovery Services, Cadia Healthcare, Physicians Mobile X-Ray. Oh, the Onyx Group. There you go. So, okay, that's the whole thing. The Onyx Group is basically part of... Um, the uh, the other one, Enzo Biochem. I'm not sure if it's part of it, but they have the same numbers. And now, just as I'm going through my notes, literally on the fly, this is a first for me. These might be related, given where they are, who they are, and the size. I'll keep you up to date on that one. But that's an interesting one because again, I have like a t everybody sends me a lot of this stuff, or at least the people that that I, I mentioned this week. <laughs> not to mention, I've got like 800 tabs open as I'm trying to sift through all of this data to put this down. This is this is a long process to put these videos and podcasts out. Just just don't forget that. Moving on. Let's go to our mini segment, basically saying if you had just spent money on cybersecurity, you wouldn't be getting sued. Lawsuits and class actions for this week include the Service Employees International Union. This is a labor union. They've agreed to pay $550,000 as part of a settlement to resolve claims they failed to protect union members uh, from a 2021 data breach. The settlement benefits individuals whose personal identifiable information may have been compromised in a Service Employees International Union local 32BJ data breach announced on February 11th of 2022. It's never fun when labor unions get hit because obviously you're, you're oftentimes dealing with, with the labor force and if they lose money, it's never it's never a good thing. So, so there you go. But if you are an SEIU pensioner or laborer, heads up to you. You may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> Moving on. 
Let's talk about Toyotetsu, uh, not Toyota, Toyotetsu. They've agreed to pay $400,000 to uh, resolve claims they failed to prevent an October 2021 data breach. Now, the settlement benefits uh, basically individuals who received a data breach notice regarding a Toyotetsu cybersecurity incident in October of 2021. The class action lawsuit claims that they failed to take reasonable security measures. The breach allegedly compromised sensitive personal information of current and former employees. Toyotetsu is also known Known as Toyota Ironworks, and that is Toyota with a D, not a uh, not a T like the car company. And they actually <laughs> do make automotive parts for Toyota, Subaru, Nissan, Honda, and more. Toyotetsu did not admit any wrongdoing, but agreed to pay four hundred thousand dollars. So if you're a former or current employee of them, go get paid. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about BlackBot. Yes, this one's been going on for three plus years, roughly, and is absolutely nuts because the fallout continues to happen for BlackBot. This is the platform that a lot of schools and nonprofits use to essentially manage their donors lists, all that kind of stuff. They are now facing a breach of contract claim brought by Trinity Health over that 2021 ransomware attack that exposed the personal information of nearly 3.3 million of their patients, and that's according to a federal court. Now, Trinity's amended complaint provides sufficient basis for its claim that its expenses following the breach were caused by BlackBot's failure to comply with contractual obligations. That's according to Judge John E. DeGulio of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Indiana this past Wednesday. Judge DeGulio also found that most of Trinity's damages were compensable, meaning BlackBot's going to pay but dismissed its claims of negligence, gross negligence, and negligent misrepresentation and breach of fiduciary duty. So we're going to see what happens, but BlackBot still just weathering the storm. And so those were basically your, you should have paid more for cybersecurity, otherwise you wouldn't be on this thing and you wouldn't be getting sued. Moving on, I want to give you an update on the San Diego Unified School District. If you recall last fall, they had a data breach that affected more people and now we know that it is worse than previously acknowledged a couple of days ago this past Friday this was announced. Now, in addition to students' medical information, the breach in October also affected current and former employees' sensitive personal data, including social security numbers, direct deposit account information, medical information, and more. This is according to the district's executive director of risk services, Dennis Monahan. Now, he also said an additional investigation has revealed those findings in April and that the district had implemented additional security safeguards to help prevent another breach. Quote, SDUSD takes this incident very seriously and sincerely regrets any concern this may cause. And this is never fun. Data breaches are the worst, but there you go. These are getting worse, and we're going to see what happens there. Moving on, this is not a, this is not a good one either. Forensics and e-discovery company Case Point. Now they basically are investigating a data breach claim after a ransomware gang has claimed to have over two terabytes of their data, including attorneys' files, visa details, information from the U.S. government, quote, and many other things that you have tried so hard to keep, end quote, according to the attackers. Now, the cybersecurity company Falcon Feeds posted on Twitter that a Russian-backed group known as Elf, uh, Elf Gang, they are also known as Black Cat, claim that Case Point is, is a victim of theirs and were compromised and a dark web data leak. We're going to see what happens here. And the reason why I say that is I usually don't go to the dark web and pull up all the sites that we monitor and track here at Security Fanatics, primarily because these companies are going through data breaches. They may not have filed notices themselves. Uh, you know, so I want to respect privacy, but also there are a lot of false positives. I recently had a case that I was brought into where we were tracking one of these ransomware gangs in the dark web for changes when a supplier of one of our clients 
potentially got hit. And so was it the right supplier ended up not being it they actually mislabeled uh you know that or the ransomware gang hit the wrong company and were dumping out data that had nothing to do with my client's supply chain and so you never know we're going to see where that goes but when we're talking about things like e-discovery companies those are the ones that are helping you through data breaches and and figuring out what happened also helping you legally in court etc cetera, etc cetera. it's never a good thing so i really hope this is a false positive i really hope case point's good and we're going to see what happens but if you're not case point i hope i hope i hope you land on your feet moving on let's talk about med inform this is a medical biller now the company began notifying patients on may 24th according to a notice uh with the state of massachusetts they said they detected suspicious activity on december 21st so it took them like five six months and found an unknown person had been viewing and downloading patient information beginning on december 1st Fifth. Now, the data may have included names, addresses, social security numbers, medical billing, and financial account information, and the declarations are coming, and they're not good because the first one I could find to declare on MedInform was the Cleveland Clinic. Yes, one of the largest health systems here in the United States. So that's obviously a very huge thing. We're going to see where this goes. Obviously, I'll keep you up to date here. <clears throat> Moving on. Let's talk about Freedom Mortgage because on May 22nd, they filed a notice with Massachusetts as well after learning that consumer information was accessed in an unauthorized manner. And so evidently the incident was a result of a cybersecurity incident at one of their vendors, Mortgage Industry Advisors or MIAC. Now, based on this company's filing, the incident resulted in unauthorized party gaining access to names and social security numbers. So Freedom Mortgage began sending out letters and MIAC is another one on the board for supply chain hits because I promise you, Freedom Mortgage is not their only client. And here we go. Moving on. Let's talk about Diamond Lakes Federal Credit Union on May 31st. They filed a notice with the Attorney General of Maine after learning unauthorized parties gained access to an employee email account. And based off of their filing, we're talking about consumers' first and last names, dates of birth, social security numbers, driver's license, state ID, financial account information, routing numbers, payment card info, health insurance information, and medical information as well. After confirming this was leaked, they started sending out letters as well. <laughs> Heads up, customers of Diamond Lakes Federal Credit Union. Moving on. Let's go to Clark County Hospital on May 17th. They filed a notice with Montana's Attorney General after learning that confidential patient information was exposed to an unauthorized third party following an incident on their network. Now, what we are talking about here with them are consumers' first and last names, addresses, dates of birth, health insurance information, medical record information, um, diagnostic information, and protected health information in general. They've sent letters out as well. So heads up to you, Clark County Hospital patients. Moving on, Albany ENT and Allergy Services. I swear healthcare is like the hardest hit every week. Now, Al Al Albany ENT is notifying their patients, personal information, last name, first name, Social Security may have been stolen in a March 2023 data breach. I don't have more than that right now. And there you go. So if you're a patient of Albany ENT and Allergy Services, uh, essentially in Albany, New York, heads up. Moving on. Let's talk about Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare. And I swear, I talked about this one before, but I went back about a month or so and could not find it in my notes. So maybe it's brand new, but I thought it wasn't. Now, Harvard Pilgrim Health has disclosed a ransomware attack. It suffered in April of this year, impacting 2.55 million people, with the threat actors also stealing their sensitive data from compromised systems. This is a Massachusetts-based nonprofit health service, and they share information with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, as they are one of the large 
large suppliers of that. And so what we are talking about here are full names, physical address, phone numbers, dates of birth, health insurance information, social security, provider taxpayer IDs, clinical information, including medical history, diagnosis, treatment, states of service, and provider names. So heads up to you, Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare patient. Moving on. Let's head on down to the city of Augusta, Georgia. Now, Black Bike Group has claimed responsibility for the ransomware attack on Augusta. The ransomware group has also posted 10 gigabytes of sample data for free and claim they've got a ton more from the city. Quote, we have lots of sensitive data. Many people would like to see that as well as the media. You were given time to connect us. I'm literally reading this verbatim. You were given time to connect us, but it seems like you are sleepy. That's according to the screenshot, uh, basically from Emesis Soft that was tracking this one. Now, when the sample data was analyzed, again, 10 gigabytes, which is a lot of sample data, which indicates they have a lot more. Um, it was found to basically include payroll information and data sets, including contact details, personally identifiable information, uh, physical addresses, contacts, and the city budget allocation data, and, and on and on and on. So this is obviously going to be a huge thing. Thing. The origin and authenticity has not been verified yet. It does appear to be with the city of Augusta. So we're going to see what happens because obviously it's being reported in the news. Moving on. Let's talk about the MCNA or the Managed Care of North America Dental. MCNA Dental is one of the largest government-sponsored Medicaid and CHIP dental care and Oracle uh, oral health, uh, health insurance providers in the United States. They published a notice this past Friday, and they became aware of unauthorized access on March 6th of this year, first gaining access from, via the attackers, first gaining access on February 26th of this year as well. We're talking about almost 9 million patient records. We're talking full name, address, date of birth, phone number, social security, driver's license, government ID, uh, health insurance, such as plans, insurance, Medicare numbers, et cetera, et cetera, care for teeth or braces, visits to dentist name, doctor name, past care, x-rays, photos, uh, basically bills and health insurance. Essentially, if you're a patient and you have sneezed in their office and they recorded it, the attackers have it. This is seriously not good. Uh, basically, they filed with Maine 8.923 million people wrapped up into this uh, patients, parents, guardians, or guarantors of this kind of work. Not good MCNA Dental at all. And finally, we have one finally for you today, and that's your personal computer. Now, if you're a gamer or you have a custom rig uh, for computing or you built your own computer or you've got a really good one, heads up because, oh boy, this ain't good. Now, researchers at a firmware-focused cybersecurity company called Eclipsium revealed the other day that they've discovered a hidden mechanism in the firmware of motherboards sold by Taiwanese manufacturer Gigabyte. They are a major player in this, and those components are commonly used in gaming PCs and other high-performance computers. Now, whenever a computer with the affected Gigabyte motherboard restarts, according to Eclipsium, code within the motherboard's firmware invisibly initiates an updater program that runs on the computer and in turn downloads and executes another piece of software in your system. Now, while Eclipsian says the hidden code is meant to be an innocuous tool to keep the motherboard's firmware updated, researchers found that it was implemented insecurely, potentially allowing the mechanism to be hijacked and used to install malware instead of Gigabyte's intended programs. Now, and and for the record, because the updater is triggered from the computer's firmware, it is very hard to discover, meaning if it's embedded in your computer and you're running the antivirus that you, you bought, it's not going to see it. It's very hard to hit. 
quote, if you have one of these machines, you have to worry about the fact that it's basically grabbing something from the internet and running it without you being involved and hasn't done any of this securely. That's according to uh, basically the head of strategy and research at Eclipsium, John Lucades. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. John, I hope I am. Quote, the concept of going underneath the end user and taking over their machine doesn't sit well with most people. End quote. Yeah, you think <laughs> they have hooks into this? You know, or I'm getting an update and we've seen where these updates before solar winds basically got their update system poisoned and everybody downloaded a malicious update from russian intelligence outstanding now in the blog post about this research eclipsium listed 271 models of mother motherboard of gigabyte motherboards that researchers say are affected by this because obviously they're going to use that common firmware updater for everybody they also added that users uh, who want to see this motherboard with their users can check by going to start and system information and then compare it to their list that they have publicly put out now eclipsium says it found gigabytes hidden firmware mechanism while scouring customers computers for firmware based malicious code this is an increasingly common Common tool employed by sophisticated attackers in 2018, for example, uh, working on behalf of Russian intelligence. Uh, basically, uh, they were silently, we found they were silently installing firmware based anti theft software, Lojack, on victims' machines as a spying tactic because it integrates into the firmware. You can't like wipe it out. So if I steal your computer and wipe out Windows, you've got Lojack in it, it's still going to phone home to you. So why, why not poison it? I also mentioned. SolarWinds was a huge one. Chinese state-sponsored hackers were also spotted two years later in 2020, repurposing firmware-based spyware, uh, you know, basically to, to hit NGO groups in Africa, Asia, Europe, diplomats, all that kind of stuff. And so Eclipsium researchers were surprised to see that their automated in their automated detection scans that it flagged Gigabyte's updater mechanism for carrying out some of the same shady behavior that those state-sponsored hacking tools are doing, hiding firmware, silently installing programs that download code from the internet you had no idea this was happening and if gigabyte is compromised or has been compromised it potentially compromises you they are basically going into your computer and executing on something without your express consent without your permission and in many countries and you know that is actionable legal offense they can get sued for gdpr probably in some way shape or form even though they're not holding customer data they have illegal access to millions of potential customers in europe not to mention here in the united states so if you have a gigabyte motherboard you gotta go to Eclipsium's uh, website, you've got to check out that model number, and then you got to file some kind of complaint with somebody somewhere. But that is obviously a huge thing. So those were your breaches, your class actions, your everything, your huge vulnerabilities for the week that's affecting millions of people, possibly you and I. So so go update those gigabyte motherboards or disable that if you can. And there you go. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.